Hey friends, this is the Finding Mikey podcast, our family's quest to prepare our son Mikey for life. I'm Mike, and from time to time I'll be joined by my wife Heather or other family members and others for interviews and conversations. Now while I may mention our son, you have a Mikey of your own, and together we're on a journey to learn as much as we can so that we can understand how to best communicate and guide our kiddos into independent adulthood. Thanks for tuning in. Lieutenant Dan, something bit me. <laughs> Everywhere I went, I was running. <laughs> we were debating this a little bit, and it's unclear, right? Because we don't know what the, I, I don't know. Anyway, it was whether or not Forrest Gump had, you know, Asperger's or was he on the autism spectrum? And even the internet can't answer it completely for us. Like some say he was borderline mental retardation. Some say he was too low on the spectrum. And, you know, who knows? Like some people speculate that, you know, they were trying to convey that he was, you know, a savant of some sorts and maybe even on the spectrum, you know, but I think he followed directions really well. And, you know, I think he, he was definitely obsessed with Jenna, but, <laughs> you know, something bit me. No, I just, we were watching all these like movie previews and they kept doing these pre you know, these like previews, previews. from Forrest Gump. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if. <laughs> this journey that we're on is making me reevaluate so many different things. Sure, it definitely does. Well, the one thing about him and this was that he was running. <laughs> and, you know, when it comes to, run, to running. Forest, run. Yeah, exactly. Mikey liked to run a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Mikey liked to elope. We've shared a couple, you know, a couple stories there as well. But, you know, it's called elopement or wandering. And, you know, you can take a look at the autismspeaks.org website right now. There's several tips on how to prepare your home or safeguard your home or school or things of this nature and lists or links to other places as well with lists, links of lists of lists with other <laughs> links anyway of places, you know, and great ideas. And some of them we've used and some of them we haven't felt the need to use, but there are some really cool resources out there. And wanted to chat about that a little bit. Really the reason this came to mind as a topic was because one of our friends back in California had just this, story and wow first of all their their child is not on the spectrum they're just very strong-willed and decided creative yes very creative and i all right here was the deal what was the deal where were they gonna go Are you want me to tell the story well, no don't tell the story i'll tell the story but where were they gonna go don't say he or she but where were they gonna go they were going to go to get some frozen yogurt that's right okay mm -hmm. so this adorable little child was so driven to get some frozen yogurt that they planned the night before, packed an entire backpack, and in the early morning, got up, didn't let any parent know, walked out the front door, grabbed their, eight years old. Grabbed their little bicycle at eight years old, <laughs> and started pedaling to the nearest, you know, yogurt shop. And it was probably 7 a.m., maybe. It was before that, 7, honey. Before it was like 6.15. And so she- Dark outside. The mom had shared with us that- she had received a call and this was the only way she knew she'd received a call. The police had their child and their child was found pushing their bicycle up a hill because it was too hard to ride. And they found it, you know, odd, but the child was a fair distance away from the house uh -huh. and well on their way to get some frozen yogurt or not because they weren't open at 7 a.m. Right. right. They probably wouldn't have been open for another couple hours. Mm -hmm. So we were just like, Oh, okay. Whew. At least this kid 
is safe. Right. right? And oh we were just, goodness, you know, yes. our, our mind wandered into like the bad areas. We were so glad that the police found this child instead of anybody else and that this child was safe. Mm-hmm. Secondly, we're just like, oh man. Right. You know, hey, start the t- tip started flying. Hey, do this. Hey, do that. What about do this? What about do that? And it was just like, maybe we should have, we have an episode here. We really mm-hmm. do. Right. So a couple of the things, one of the things that I would say is definitely helpful just to make sure that, you know, we can respond real quickly, honestly. And we didn't have this at any of our previous homes. The home that we're in right now have was pre-wired for an alarm system. So all the doors, when you open the doors, they beep. The windows, when you open the doors, their windows, they beep as well. So even from our bedroom upstairs, if someone were to open a door downstairs to get out, either through the garage or the front or back door, we'd hear the beeping and Right now, it's an odd time. We would not expect anybody coming in or out, so we would definitely run to investigate. Right. And if you don't have a home, you know, that has an alarm system on there, there's a very inexpensive, you know, there are a lot of inexpensive alternatives here. And for about, you know, under $15 a piece, I'm looking at one on Lowe's right now, and it's made by a company called Swan, and it's an indoor door and window sensor. And it looks like it's powered by a small battery, like a AA, AAA, maybe oh, a 9 volt. Awesome. And it's just meant to, you know, be set up on a door or a window to where the two parts line up magnetically. And when they're no longer in contact, it just sounds this alarm. So, you know, it's a great way to to at least get that early warning system here. Right mm-hmm. Now, you might want to experiment with different ones, just of different volume, because I've heard specifically in like, you know, homes for older folks. I don't know the appropriate politically correct term here, but old folks' homes, right? Retirement homes, <laughs> villages, whatever, that if the alarm Active is- Active communities. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But, well, but specifically for Alzheimer's patients uh-huh. is that the alarm going off actually incites panic for all those who can hear it. So okay. if your child is like auditorily sensitive- Right. And it's like a mind-blowing alarm- you know, yeah. It's probably not the right thing, but if you just had something that was sort of a subtle beep and you could hear it or something along those lines, at least you would know that a door had been opened or Correct. a window had been opened. Mm-hmm. I know that any future home we ever live in, and we if we don't have an alarm system in it that beeps like this, that we're definitely going to do this. We'll have right. the children usually up on the second floor, mm-hmm. and I want to hear that be open. Oh, yeah. I love it when I hear, I mean, not that I, I love it when they open the windows upstairs, but when I'm downstairs doing something and I hear that chirping and I know it came from upstairs. Right. I'm like, did you open a window up there? And they're like, oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm like, oh, gosh, that's we don't, so scary. We don't mind except for, you know, Joy tries to mash her face through the. <laughs> yeah, through no, the, no, I, the I don't screen. want them opening the windows yeah. up there because that's all they need to do is push on the screen too hard. And, and then, then they go. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's scary. Yeah. Very scary. So, you know, trying to protect the kids, that's one you know, one good thing where you can get an early warning system. The other thing, and we've talked about this before, where we've had to put a lock up high on the front and back door or on the entry and exit doors that we were concerned about with Mikey that were, mm-hmm. you know, very strong locks. Yeah. And, you know, up to a point where not even on a chair could he reach it to open it up and get out. Right. Right. It had to be above the chair, like a chair height for him to. Right. So investigate this. I would definitely go with something more, more sturdy. But I would also just to caution you to just if you're preparing for a home emergency that you train with those locked as well, because you might have left them locked during the day and then gone to bed and then you need to exit the house and 
you know, I wouldn't want you to get stuck right. inside the house and just freak out and panic because you couldn't open the door the first few times you pulled on it all the while when you just had it locked. So I would definitely say to, you know, include that, you know, consider that when you're, you know, choosing what you want to pick and actually trying out or going through your, your home emergency plan. Right. But I liked that old lock that we had on our other house that had the, the magnet. Yeah, I like that too. It was a really strong magnet yep. and Mikey didn't know how to open it Yep. because we tried all the child safety ones and those were too easy for yeah. him. He would figure them out just like that. Yeah, like putting the, the plastic additions onto like the doorknobs or the ones that go around them. Like he's brilliant. Tell them, tell them about the time Joy was born mm-hmm. and you're nursing and, you know, in order to. Oh, the whole, the bedtime routine? Thing? Yeah, the whole oh, bedtime gosh. routine. Okay, story, so yeah. not one of my. In my proudest moments, but I would do this really long bedtime routine with Mikey. And this was before his any, any of his diagnoses. And he just had a really hard time going to sleep at night. And this is before the introduction of melatonin and all that kind of good stuff. So I just do this amazing bedtime routine with him. And then I had a six-week-old that I was breastfeeding. And he was about three and a half at the time. So after I did this big, long you know, routine with him, I decided to go ahead and lock his bedroom door. And so what we did was we flipped the doorknob around so that I could lock it on the outside. And on his side, it's just like this little slot that looks like a coin. Right. So at three and a half years old, he would find whatever toy he could on the floor in his room. And his room is pitch dark. You know, he didn't wasn't tall enough to turn on the light switch. So he would find whatever toy he could and he would pick the lock. And then he'd run out into the living room again where I'm, smiling, you know, smiling. Happy, hey, look, I yeah. got out. Look at me. <laughs> I'm still awake as I'm I'm nursing his little his little sister. And I was just like, oh my goodness. Like this is not even, you know, this is not gonna work. And well, when, hold on, he he's picked his lock with a puzzle piece. Yeah, with, with Lego a, pieces. A car, a Lego piece, like the bumper of a car yeah. that he used to get in there and twist it. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yep, coins. Oh, yeah. Coin, well, yeah. Coins. coins, yes. But I mean, yeah, pieces of a Lego, pieces of a you know, a puzzle piece, the fender of a Hot Wheel. <laughs> My goodness, he was just so creative with like getting out of things. And then I put one of those three foot extra wide or extra tall baby gates at his bedroom door to keep him in there for a little while while, you know, you're trying to get something done or, you know, maybe you would put it, you know, in between me and the kitchen so I could, you know, do a couple things in the kitchen without him getting in the kitchen. Oh, no. Those are like hurdles for him. Like he was running track or something. He right. would just climb right over them. And I was just like, oh, all right. But my daughter, Grace, on the other hand, would stare at that thing. Like, would you move it, please? Because I can't get to you. And Cooper, he would never jump him. No. And <laughs> I mean, I'd have a yellow dog, lab but... <laughs> that would just lay by this gate and like cry. Most of the time that I moved the gate, it was for the dog, not for any of the kids. Right. So, yeah, I knew that there was something. <laughs> there were some challenges going on from an early age with the activity level and the creativity that Mikey had. Right, right. But the front door is was the scariest because he would just open the front door and run out the front of the house for yep. for no no reason at all. Yeah, it would boggle our mind. I mean, we talked about the the mantra that we would have that that we would continue, you know, Mikey, if you don't stop by the count of 3, you're going to get a timeout. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. And he had to respond. That helped as well. But there's some other things that you know, and looking at some of these lists that are good to do, you know, for preparing your children, right? One is to just secure your home. You right. Know? Another one that we think is is cool is to consider an ID bracelet. And maybe, you know, now we could get something metal for him, you mm-hmm. know? And certainly as he gets older, it's it's a concern of mine to, you know, prepare him to communicate to people in authority 
somehow, right? Or if he's unable to respond really well, I want people to know that he has autism, Mm -hmm. right? That he's not intentionally ignoring you. It's just he could be overloaded right now or overwhelmed. And I don't need him getting tased because he's, you know, non-compliant from a legal standpoint or from a law enforcement standpoint. But, you know, I'm concerned about that as he gets older. But we'll try to get him an ID bracelet, but it can't be anything like rubber or silicone because that goes right into his mouth and gets chewed up and ends up getting missing, you know? Mm -hmm. The other thing that they recommend, and and we're doing this here as well, but from a practical standpoint is teaching your child to swim. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got a pond a block and a half away from here as well. And if it were night and he were out and wandering around, he could slip in there and Mm -hmm. not knowing how to swim could be dangerous, deadly. Oh, very, very much so. Yeah. So... Yeah, those are some of the things that are good there, too. Now, I've seen really neat little kits. There are some kits that you can get. If you search around the Internet, you can actually get a free, you know, wandering kit or home kit. And it includes a one or two of these door uh, window sensors, but also oh. includes like stop signs like these. I was going to say sticker, but they are stickers, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Stop signs that you can put on, you know, near your exit. Oh. And if you're teaching your child, you know, look, these stop signs, we stop. Right. It's really easy to reinforce when you're out and about. And it's really easy to get them to pay attention to that in the home as well. It's like, mm-hmm. nope, there's a stop sign. Stop. I'm like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah. You know, so so that might help also. Mm-hmm. I just, OK, I say one of the things I just thought oh, of yeah, this absolutely. was hilarious. OK, so not only did we put special locks on the backyard door and the garage door and the front door, but we actually had to secure off the doggy door. Because Mikey was three and a half when we lived at our old house and he could climb through the doggy door. So Mike just put some plywood or whatever through it and just screwed it in there so that the doggy door was no longer openable. Right. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, this guy, I mean, remember, this is the guy, if you listen to one of our previous episodes there, you know, it was, this is the guy that could climb a a seven foot fence and run around to the front door and ring the doorbell all smiley. Just like, hey, look what I did. Uh You know, this is that same kid. Another potentially dangerous situation here is just being out in town. And, you know, we've tried a couple of different things here, but Mikey, it would be hard. Heck, we even had to like yell at him to try to get him to stop. I think it was in the church parking lot. You Mm -hmm. know, he's just in the parking lot and he's much better now, but he was still running to an area where we weren't sure if he would stop before going further. Right. And he, he ultimately you know, told us he was going to stop at the grass area there, like the little median, but Mm -hmm. I was too close for comfort. Yeah. There was a car coming, you know, slowly, but there was a car coming to, you know, to look for parking because, you know, they're heading to church and stuff. parking lot. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't know if he was going to stop or not. And he was not, (laughs) he was more than a, you know, a yank of my arm away. So I was like, I had to use my, my voice and, you know, probably scared everybody in the church (laughs) parking lot because. You know, it can be pretty loud, well, yeah, especially when, when I'm scared. Running. So, yeah. well, and when we, when he was little, we would try a variety of things. You know, of course, we try to keep our hands on him anyhow, and we have other tricks. Like, look, you know, Mikey, put your hand, hold my pocket, or mm-hmm. hold your sister's hand, or hold the bear's hand, or something like this. Like, you know, something to get his attention, or put him on his shoulders, or something like that. But we've even had we had a monkey backpack that had like a leash on it, and you know, I think just that initial thought of the judgment that we would get for having them was just like quickly i'm like i don't care i don't care you know what? i use it for disneyland them. and for yeah. amusement parks yeah because that was the only way that i could go anywhere with him and stand in a line it is and not uh, have to hold him yeah it has been tough and you know 
wandering and elopement, it's dangerous, obviously, but it's Mm -hmm. a huge stress. Like, you know, for those of you, if you have more than one kid, like even the, you know, you know, neurotypical children, the children that aren't on the spectrum that you have, like, you know, we'll turn our back and, you know, Joy may have already eaten a half of a chapstick or have, you know, has eaten Play-Doh or has put something in her nose or Grace is colored on something or, you know, just even the kids that aren't on the spectrum are going to, they're going to do something, you know, behind, catches you off guard. behind your back that's going to catch you off guard, right? It's even harder because Mikey's impulse Mm-hmm. is it's not in check. He's not going to ask or think or, or think to ask or any of that stuff. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, boom, squirrel. You know, he was chasing a bird today out at lunch. And I'm like, he could run into the parking lot. And mm-hmm. He could be chasing this bird wherever. And he's just focused singular on this one thing. So, mm-hmm. you know. That's one of his things actually lately is that I'll have my guard down. We'll be almost to the car. And I'll be like, all right, you get on your side. I used to not be able to do that. I used to have to walk him to his door. That's true. Until he got in the car, shut the door, then I could go around to the driver's side and get in. And now we're at a point where I'm like, okay, other side, go get in the car. Yep. But like last week, he saw a bird in the parking lot and he was heading to the, you know, the sliding door of the minivan. He sees a bird and he's jetting across the parking lot to get a friggin' bird. He's like, I'm going to catch this bird. I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to get flattened by a car. First of all, you can't catch birds, buddy. They're only on the ground to get their darn crumbs and they're in the sky again. Second of all, you can't be looking at a bird in a parking lot where there's cars reversing, cars driving straight and back and forth. The whole danger concept, it just, you know, goes out. He just, he's not in touch with that. Right. You know, he just, he forgets. And it's scary. It is scary and it's stressful. And Mm -hmm. like, at least while we're home. You know, we know we've got the early warning system. We luckily haven't had to like lock him in. Mm-hmm. You know, Joy seemed to be a little bit of a runner for a little bit, but that seems to have passed as well. Right. And, you know, just whatever you can do to get just a little bit of a stress relief at home there, you know, lock the main doors, make sure the garage is down, put a lock on the garage door as well. If you don't want them in the backyard unintended, lock that back door as well. Make sure the locks are really good on the windows, right? Or you know, set something up so you have the early warning system, you know, mm-hmm. so that it beeps and so that you know and and things of those natures. Maybe think about in- installing a, you know, like a webcam, a Nest cam or something like this too, right? Yeah. If you, so you can get an alert, you know, mm-hmm. put it, put it above the front door and pointing down to the ground so that you can get a, you know, text alert on your phone when there's motion on there or, you know, set one outside the window of their bedroom so that if they happen to be on the base floor and, or, you know, excuse me, on the you know, the first floor of the house, pull up the window and they get out, then at least you'll get notified. Right. So try to do those things so that you can sleep well at night and so that you aren't, you know, woken at, you know, before 7 a.m. by the police because your child has wandered off. Right. (laughs) And, you know, just try to work these things in there. So I know that, you know, we are as parents of children on the spectrum. This is, you know, more of a, a big topic for us. But I tell you what, now that our doors beep, I want to hear that any place where we are, if we happen to live somewhere else, right? Because I want to know if Grace is out or someone's coming in the front door. I mean, it's just good. It's good to know that. Yeah. So those are the things. We're going to have a list of of some resources for you to take a look at, stemming mostly from the Autism Speaks website. 
So be sure to check the show notes. But Heather is waving a finger like, hey, I've got another something rather. Yeah. Okay. So something just came to me. It was something that I used to use with Mikey when he was younger. Taser? No. (laughs) Oh, okay. Ever. Shot collar? So, no. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> it was it was one of those things that I would use with him when we were getting from point A to point B to get in the car. Oh, a technique. Yeah. A technique. Yeah. Because I've got, you know, Joy in a car seat, you know, her little, you know, car seat yep. carrier thing. And then Grace is walking next to me and Mikey's walking next to me. And I could have a purse or a backpack or a big old diaper bag. And, you know, I, I'm losing, you know, places to hold people. And so I would think about rewards that are important to Mikey, like stickers or me drawing a smiley face on his hand or just any little thing that I can tell him, hey, walk nicely to the car. And when you get to the car, I have a special treat for you, but you have to stay by my side or you have to hold Grace's hand or you have to hold my hand. And by doing that, he was learning the appropriate behavior of, you know, getting safely to the car. And he was, you know, getting that reward that he was seeking and I was able to get out of the house and be out of the house with three kids. <laughs> right. Right. And so I remember, you know, using that strategy for a long time with him. Well, maybe, so it goes back to one of our parenting episodes there when I would talk about going to the store mm-hmm. and you get out and you need to clearly state what your expectations of are the kids when they're in the grocery store, or in the shoe store, or wherever the heck you happen to be. So mm-hmm. maybe the same thing needs to happen when they're transitioning out too. Mm-hmm. I think maybe this is something that we should focus on with Mikey. And mm-hmm. since we've renewed really the the reward of the special bucks lately too, is that when we're leaving a store or we're leaving dinner or wherever, school, what have you, walking to the car, it's just like, okay, stop, look at me. I expect you to stay beside me the whole time. You know, good kids earn special bucks. Mm-hmm. Good kids obey. And are safe. So you need to stay with me to be safe and you need to obey. Got mm-hmm. it. Got it. And, you know, maybe that type of reinforcement will, will help. I'm sure it'll pay off. Right. Sure will. Right. And I've been trying to teach him lately, too, that it's more than just, I don't see any cars so I can run in the parking lot and race my sister. Because you have to look out for cars that are reversing because they can't see you because, you know, you're shorter. And it could be a, you know, like a truck or a van or someone that's not paying that much attention to what is behind them when they're reversing. And so it's always important just to walk because you need to be aware of your surroundings. There's been a couple of times where we've gotten to practice that because we'll be walking to our car and sure enough, a car will start reversing. And I'm like, see that? That car can't see you. If you weren't paying attention to that car and you were running because you wanted to be first to our car, then, you know, that car could back over you and you could have, you know, a lot of tears and be hurt. So... Anyway, I just wanted to throw that in because just, you know, trying to teach him about awareness and not wanting to be first. That's, you know, it's a big yeah, thing for him. That's a constant battle right now. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of He wants to be first to yeah. the car, wants to be first here and there. And yeah. he loses his sense of danger and awareness when he gets focused on that. Yep. Singularly focused. But, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully some of these things help. You know, it's good to start with the house, you know, put it on lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what we can say. And. You know, maybe through a, a combination of parenting techniques as well as, you know, other aids will help you when you're out and about as well. So, yeah, that's it. You know, we hope that you can see some relief of stress from this particular, you know, behavior that's kind of common for families like us. So, you know, we hope that, that you can secure things in a way where you can get relief. Right. Because we know that it feels so much better to be able to just say, all right, good. 
I know the place is locked up. I know they can't get out. And if they do, I can hear. It just makes you feel a whole lot better. So, yep. We hope you can find some good resources that we share with you here as well. And I think that's it for tonight. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Hey, it's Mike again. Heather and I love that you took the time to listen to this podcast and subscribe to the show. And we really are trying to gear the topics to what you like, as well as to share what we're up to. Now, the best way to let us know what's on your mind is to join us on our Facebook page. We're very active there. And if you message us, we will reply. I promise. We may be half asleep in our bed. I may be boarding a flight. We might be at a birthday party or the park. It doesn't matter. We will reply. We just want to be in touch with you. Also, it'd be awesome if you could leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. The reason we ask for that is because it really helps us rank better when people search just out of the blue for autism, ADHD, Asperger's, high-functioning autism, SPD, ASD, you name it, right? It really helps us to get in front of more people. All the ways that you can reach us, because there are others, plus a walkthrough on how to actually rate the podcast can be found at findingmikey.com slash support. And your support is greatly appreciated. So as an added bonus, any reviews that are left on iTunes will be mentioned on our show. I hope you're okay with that. And any questions that we get on Facebook might also be read and responded to on an upcoming episode. So head on over to www.findingmikey.com forward slash support to find out more. Till our next episode, take care.